What's good? You are now tuned into Aries Talking Sports Podcast. Where you two Aries toast with the most, or we're just some cool ass guys. Word. I'm Reg the Prime Minister. And I'm Smurf. Yo, rock out with us weekly as we give you our sports views and opinions on any and everything dealing with sports. Combined with humor, heartfelt conversation, and of course, some dope ass Aries energy all in one podcast. So enjoy. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Aries Talking Sports. Excuse me. <laughs> in the middle of a, in the middle of a burp. <laughs> That's the way we starting it off. Yeah. <laughs> Burps it <and> up. <laughs> talking and uh, I just took a swig of this. But uh, what is music at, man? What are we going to start with today? Yeah. What's happening, everybody? Hi. Hopefully everybody's having a good day, or at least at the time that you hear, that you listen to this episode, you know. Let's do it like this. Oh yeah, let's get us a little bit Kendrick off in this thing. Yeah. Well, a lot of people didn't, didn't uh, discover this song until um, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Bruh, shit, I was on it well before yeah. my fucking uh, Grand Theft. Yeah, a lot of people did not discover this till Grand Theft GTA 5, right? Yeah. Cause that's when they went they went west coast heavy a little bit like they they got the west coast channel and everything so yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah man um why we why we come in on this man what what's your uh thoughts on this um new ad talk that uh i don't care i i don't care you know you know <laughs> You know how I feel about AD. This nigga I'm not, talking I'm not about an AD guy anyway. Um, I mean, he but, talking about he ain't touched the ball since fucking April. Well, not even that. The um, the uh thing that uh Stephen A. Smith said that um, he would take AD. Oh uh, yeah, I I I heard like a snippet of it. it I didn't get. I didn't watch because I didn't watch the episode. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, even, I, didn't even. I didn't watch it, but I heard like. Like I, I keep it on in the office or what? You know, I just keep it on for background noise. Uh-huh. But like I heard it and I was kind of looked up like the fuck. And you talking about you take him over Luca and Jokic? And, and I was like, one of those players is a two back to back MVP. Absolutely. And one of them and, ain't far off. Right. Gonna get him one. That's why I was like, you. Oh, that's what that's the hill you're gonna die on. Okay, cool. You, you know, it is what it is. You know, I, I I try to be um I try to see it from from the other sides, the other points, even though I'm not an AD guy. Um and, and see like okay, he's in the NBA, so of course he's talented. He's not he's not a mid, I guess a mid-tier player. You can put him in you know, uh, a separate class from the, you know, the mid-tier. But I just, I, like, I try to see it from these guys, you know, what has AD done in the league for him to be, you know, in this top five, top three bracket that right. a lot of these people have him in. You know what I'm saying? Um, when, um, And I, I quite often ask myself and I ask people, what did AD do in New Orleans? You know, what did he do? What does his career look like before he came to LA? Uh, beat Kevin. LA, what does be, his career look like right now? Be a more, be a more athletic Kevin Love. 
Probably, you know, um, like, I, I, I he, he, he played no meaningful games in New Orleans. No, that's you know what I'm saying. saying. No meaningful games in New Orleans. Um, and, and he didn't have bad squads. No, and, and that's when, when I say, when I say uh, more athletic Kevin Love, I'm talking about Kevin Love when he was in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. He had he had damn good numbers, but the the team the team was ass. Right. And and you could easily say that AD had better teams than Luka Doncic had in in Dallas. Yeah. And Luka's in the conference finals this year. Right. He he's he's you know given headaches in the playoffs. You know every every year he's been in. Right. Uh, we so, didn't see this. We didn't see this from AD no. during during his time in New Orleans. They made it to the playoffs, but was bounced. Yeah. In 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 the first round, every, yeah. Every year he's the, the year they made it out the first round. I think he was injured, so they did it without yeah. him. Yeah. But you know, anyway, uh, we we gonna leave. We gonna get off. <laughs> yeah, I <duh. laughs> I heard Steven. And I was like, ah, this, this is what we on today. Uh, you you chose violence early. I I can't do it, man. I don't know. I I, I would um, you know I'm a, I'm gonna bring a uh, I'm gonna bring a Lakers guy on. Oh, I got I I got one my damn self. I'm bring a Lakers guy on. I, well, I got I got one that's gonna actually that'll actually talk some sense. That'll talk like he got some sense. Hmm. And and he's actually he's from L he's from L A. And, and and is a rational L A. guy. He's uh -huh. he's not gonna sit here and be. You know that ridiculous okay. motherfucker LA fan. Like he gonna give us, like he'll give us uh, some legit. Like you know he'll 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 actually reason, be yeah. reasonable with with uh with his like. Cause I told you last time I talked to him, last time I talked to him and we talked about the Lakers. This motherfucker talked. He talked for like ten minutes straight in pure anger. <laughs> I sent. Uh, I, I just sent you a text message, man. Um, I saw that. And I, thought, I thought it was funny. I, I saw that and I was like, hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it's uh, <laughs> interesting. But hey, they do look alike. For uh, they do. For, for those that, uh, well, of course, none of y'all can see it. But um, someone had posted a picture of Brandon Bass. A lot of y'all probably might not know who Brandon Bass is, but. They said that's uh Dre Draymond without Stephen Clay. And uh <laughs> it, it is funny because it kinda I mean it it's true they to look, me. They and look, look and they like look that. just they look just like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean that, oh, that's man. that's true to me. Um yeah, man, let, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let, let's get yeah, into man. it, man. We got some uh Serena news to get to. I guess yeah. well, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's Rez Prime Minister. Murphy lovable asshole. And of course, y'all know this is Aries Talking Sports. Y'all know know what y'all tuned into. Um, oh, and uh, happy happy early Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I time we record again. Ooh, we gonna have to actually we gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> we gonna have to talk about next week episode. But yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Let me get it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So. Uh, Aries talking sports. Maybe either we may be on the road or we may be missing for a week. Either we on the road or, or we can do an early, early episode. Uh, yeah, we can do we probably have Saturday if you want. 
Hey, I don't know, dog. We might have to do one in uh in Miami. I got I got the equipment. I got the equipment. I can I I got two mics. Look, it, it may be a good drunken drunken field uh episode. True, true. <laughs> we could, we could. We could, but uh go ahead and kick it off, man. Talk, talk to yeah, you. Yeah, man. Uh so of course we, we got some good old Serena news. Miss Serena Williams is back. Uh she will she will play in Wimbledon and dog. So <laughs> speaking of Wimbledon, I was I was actually typing it and I went looking. I have misspelled the shit out of it. <laughs> the way it's pronounced and the way it's spelled does not look right. But anyways, <laughs> but she will be it. She will play in Wimbledon this year uh, as a wild card, as a wild card entry after taking a year off. Uh, mm-hmm. And so she'll be warming. And of course, to warm up, she's going to be in Eastbourne, England, playing the doubles. You know, doing the doubles. Uh, I guess, I guess either a match or a tournament. Okay. And then of course, Wimbledon actually starts on the twenty seventh of June. Mm. So it's coming up. Uh of course, like I said, she's been out for a year due to injury and yeah. and being a mother. So I mean it's of course like uh like reading the article, like once I saw it, I went and read the article and, and there were like twelve there were like twelve uh players that you know that were that would you know that was there to choose from so uh-huh. and i'm like it's serena so why wouldn't you why would she not be in the tournament like of course she's going you know it just like tiger just like lebron stuff like just like your major your top tier your top tier players uh-huh. you know they're going to bring in the crowd so i mean it, it's a it's a no-brainer to have her come in as a uh as a wild card entry I'm with you. Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How um and not not the question you know her wanting to play and all this other stuff, but how important do you think tennis is to Serena at this point? Uh, I, you think she still got the same love and passion that she that she had before? I think her taking this year off may have been able to kind of re get her to reset because you can tell within these last few years like. Like she wasn't in it, uh-huh. you know. She had just she had her daughter, so motherhood, you know. Of course, being being a parent tops off. Absolutely. And, and like, I, I think with her taking the year off, you know, allowed her to reset. Just like, just like any of us, like when we take a break from something, from anything, like it allows us to reset, uh, uh-huh. reset, refocus, all that good stuff. And I think. I think she was starting to lose that that passion. Okay. okay. Until she took that break. Okay. I, I just want to see her get back to form. Yeah. Cause cause I, I mean, while while she has played good, she hasn't played Serena good. Yeah. So from yeah, what she yeah, no. from what we know for right. her to play. And I, I just I just want her to get back to to that. And that that's that's why I asked you that because you know, um, like I said, we we've we haven't seen, um, it don't feel like we've seen, well, I guess you could say it felt like we've seen, you know, the best Serena. Right. But I don't think her, I don't think she's past those good days, the way she's winning, you know, major major tournaments still. Right. I but think, we just haven't, haven't seen it in a while. 
I think now we'll see the the veteran. We should see the veteran side of Serena, just like we've seen the veteran side of all the other star tennis players. Where it's going to be like it's going to be a little bit more strategic than it is mm-hmm. on on her, uh, you know, strength and and just being able to overpower her competition. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, um, you know, because these these young girls they ain't playing. Mm-mm. They here, they here. Freaking Coco Golf is Coco Golf is coming around. All right, uh, of course. Uh, damn, Osaka. Yeah, Osaka. Naomi Osaka. Uh, they here. Sloane Stephen. Yeah. Like all of these women, and, and then of course some of your. Uh, your European uh, tennis players, like all of these women, are like they're they're coming for for the number one spot. They are not fucking around Mm-mm, at all. And so, then I mean they then they they realize you know and view her as you know one of the greats, but they ain't scared to get on that court with her. Although Serena walked away right now, like her. Like, oh yeah, yeah, she's she's, she's she's cemented. She's cemented. She's cemented. But like as of right now, playing. Them, them girls ain't scared to tap on the shoulder. Oh, absolutely. Uh, th- just off topic for a quick second. Can I wish these motherfucking, uh, these talking heads would stop bringing up people's legacy. Like, I'm like they were talking about Steph's legacy, and I was just like, if Steph, if Steph, LeBron, KD, fucking all, all your super, like if y'all, are, all of them decided to stop playing after this season, guess what? Their legacy is cemented. You know what? Let, let's talk about that. But let's say that for the, the NBA. Let's, let's, yeah. let's, 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 I, let's I, I just, I just had to, I, I, and it, I'm, I'm sorry. It triggered me when no, I said it. No, you good. You good. Let, it let's triggered me when that. I said it. But yeah, it, I was just like, oh, man. That's a good one. Let, let's, let's, let's save that for the, uh, the KD and Steph part. Let's say that yeah, to, yeah. for the NBA part. That's, that's a good one. Um, Jack Del Rio, man. He, uh, man, fuck that. <laughs> um, <laughs> called you know what happened at the Capitol House of Dust Up. Um, <laughs> a dust up. <laughs> um, I just spit all. Just spit all. I don't even know what to say about that shit, man. But um, um, <sighs> uh, I can't so, take this shit no more. Dog, a dust up. Uh, so um, man, I don't. It's so many places that you can start with this shit. Um, of course, first of all, before I even get to what, like, exactly what he said, like, here's how I know he's not thinking. He's not thinking about what he's saying. You're mm-hmm. in fucking Washington D.C. Right. Probably one of it's heavily heavily populated with, with melting pot at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a melting pot, but heavily like they don't call that shit t- Chalky City for nothing. Mm-hmm. And you coach, you help coach a team that's predominantly black. So none of this shit clicks in your head as you're as you're saying this shit. Which that's what that's what caught me off, off guard off the rip. Like none of this shit is clicking in your head as this is coming out your mouth as. As you tweeted two days prior to what you said, mm-hmm. so so none of this shit registers like no no logical thinking no 
no common sense ha has clicked in for you when it comes to what you just said. And then, like you said, what, what, to call January 6th a fucking dust up, where had that been had that been a different skin color, yeah, it would have looked totally different. Yeah, yeah. We we know this. Oh, hell, I, they they came out with what like let's two people shot. Like one or yeah. two people shot. I know one one woman got shot. I don't mean to laugh, but one woman got shot, got shot and killed. But of course, the the fucking the Twitter was relentless as this shit went on. Like to like to live tweet and then to see this shit live live on national television. Mm -hmm. Like motherfuckers just running up running up in the Capitol. Right. When have when have you ever heard of that shit? So for entertainment purposes. <laughs> a dust up is a fight or quarrel. Wow. A dust up. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't nobody fighting. No, oh, yeah, definitely wasn't no fighting going on. Um yeah, uh looked like looked like uh well, we're not getting that. That's that's political. Uh, <laughs> well yeah, it, like, but yeah. but, and, but, but see yeah. that that's that's the problem. Like you wanna you wanna vocalize your political these these political uh these political points or whatever mm -hmm. and you you have no clue of what the fuck you're talking about you're trying to True. compare january 6th to black lives matter when those are two separate things you, you don't see you don't see black lives matter fucking running up in the fucking capital never now you're trying to compare when the when riots start which that that's not the same thing either Right, because what those riots have started from will have to me. This is just my opinion. I feel like majority of, majority of those riots weren't started by the protesters to begin with. Uh -huh. But of course, people people being people, once once shit kicks off, everybody joins in. Right. So you you try and compare your comparing apples and oranges and you really want if you really want to have a sit down talk is if you're in the perfect place you're in washington dc mm -hmm. Let, let's have let's let's have that talk yeah like if you really want to talk about it yeah or hell don't even comment on it i mean if because I, I mean a lot of people I, like i think it would save them a lot of you know backtracking apologizing mm -hmm. And all the other shit, you just don't say nothing. Uh, I mean, of course, you want to speak your mind or whatever else, but you have to think of the 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 times that we're in and everything else. And and uh, that just to me that I don't even know how you how you could compare the two, or even use that as a phrase, a dust up. That just sounds like a dust up. Sounds like some shit some kids do on a playground. Fucking dust up sound like. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff sound like fucking back in the in the westerns and shit. Yeah, motherfucker had this just like that and shit. <laughs> That's put what him up. Put them up. Put, yeah. him. put your dupes up. Put your dupes up. That's what the fuck is it sound like? The fuck is Jack? What anyway? Uh, I mean, uh, Jack Del Rio, man. Uh. Since then, he's been fined a hundred thousand, which was fucking donated, pretty much do donated yeah. to uh, I forget the fucking whatever. I know it's, it deals with the police officers. 
but whatever foundation, uh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't look it up. I, at that point, I didn't use shit. Yeah, uh, he deleted he deleted his Twitter. I should. I was like, fuck that. Leave that shit up so we can roast your ass. Stand on it. <laughs> and uh, and right, stand stand on your word. Stand on shit, don't delete man. your Twitter. Yeah, man. Uh, and then of course, uh, NAACP, the NAACP president Derek Johnson, uh, pretty much is calling for calling for him to resign yeah, or to either resign or be terminated. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, hey, that's I'm that's what sure. happens. Hey, that's what happens when you, when you say dumb shit. Uh, people going, you know what I'm saying? Um, but on to more fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll, we'll, <laughs> on to more fuckery um, from, and we'll group this together. Two two wide receivers, um, Tariq Hill, uh, and well, Tariq Hill had the audacity. And this is a big audacity. He, he needs some new pants and some deeper pockets to carry that audacity in, because that's a lot of. <laughs> hey, that shit, that shit's on sale at Walmart today, buddy. Yeah. He had the audacity to say that uh, Tua Tungavaloa is more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck you know that already, and y'all ain't played the game yet. Or is he just going off? You ain't caught. You ain't caught a pass. You ain't caught a. Uh, you haven't caught a, a a pass that a meaningful pass, right? From Tua yet. Yeah. Like y'all, y'all still in y'all still in camp. Like you motherfuckers is just making it to mandatory camp. Y'all, <laughs> like y'all have y'all are barely y'all are barely into mandatory camp. Y'all have just been y'all have just been in fucking volunteer voluntary camp. Right. So so like what? <sighs> he ain't th- yeah, he ain't even throwing against no real defenses yet. Now, are, are, is he going off of that? What he's seeing at training camp? Or is he going off of like okay game film from nah, his? He, got, he, he has to be. He or. has to be going. He has to be going off of training camp because Tua, unfortunately, Tua has struggled. He struggled. He struggled in in a in a forever changing offense at Miami because right. of the fact Tua has had what like five like five fucking head coaches now. Yeah. I think this is what number six, something like that. Since he's been there, like between head coaches, fucking offensive coordinator, like he's been in a forever changing offense mm-hmm. and has yet to has yet to like like do his thing the way he the way he's wanted to. That between right. that and injuries, so yeah, th- all this has to stem from fucking what's God from uh, training camp because I'm, I'm I'm like you have it. Y'all haven't played a game together yet. So how, how, what, what do you, what is it that, that are you coming, like how, what calculations are you coming up with for, for, for this goddamn comment? Yeah. And when the hell do we start basing uh, true accuracy and all that shit off of training camp? I, uh, I They probably got some training camp warriors out here that you, that probably look like Super Bowl MVPs and can't, can't even right. play in, in a regular season. Right, I, I, but that's fuckery. And Devontae <laughs> Adams, uh, he compared Aaron Rodgers and uh, Derek Carr. And where is that at? He said, as far as talent and ability, they're very similar. If he's going to keep it real, yeah. Um, 
you know what? <laughs> I kn- you what, know what's what? going on this, with these receivers in this this year? Hey, this is this is this is when when you look if, if you looking for a fucking wingman, these are your wingmen. Gotta be. You you Gotta need be. a wingman. These two are it. I mean, shit. I. They they giving them some hell of a praise, and I'm not saying Derek Carr is no slouch. Derek Carr is a decent quarterback. I Derek Carr it has not shown me anything to where he's Aaron Rodgers. Definitely not. Not 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 in the uh, ability and talent department. No, right. Not at all. You you talking about Derek Carr? Somebody that uh, Aaron Rodgers got more MVPs than Derek Carr probably got Pro Bowl selections. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> right, right or wrong. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. yeah. So I mean, there, there's your difference right there. You know what I'm saying? There's your difference. Man. You're talking about someone that's won more MVPs than somebody has Pro Bowl selection. So right. that your argument is null and void right there. But of course, uh, of course, we do know that uh, Devontae Adams and Derek Smith. I mean, fucking Derek, Derek Carr played in college together yeah they so, do but, but so they have they they have that that uh like i said homeboy homeboy hall of fame there we go homeboy hall of fame i, I get it i get it you 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 are my homeboy oh welcome my to guy. the home welcome guy, right? to the homeboy hall of fame you you are my guy but there's <laughs> no way in hell if you know <laughs> i'm gonna say it, you know what yes it's murphy you put him along the side of, of, of ai <laughs> and obviously prime, you know what I'm saying? In his prime, you know, he, 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 he reminded me of Alan Iverson in his prime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look at me like you stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, no, no. You got me looking, I'd be looking at you like, oh, what? Yeah, you, even yourself, you'd be like, oh, okay, uh, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, I'm gonna have to fucking. I'm at a Denzel Glory to like my dog. Yeah, like, like you might even you know, and it ain't even no offense. Take no offense. You talking about a Hall of Famer? You know what I'm saying? But and that and that's what it is. Like Patrick Mahomes is yeah. Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers all the way already a Hall of Famer. It is just oh, yeah, absolutely. Where where if Tua or Derek Carr will even make the Hall of Fame? And and right. Derek Carr is way. He's well into his career. Yeah. He, he's a good five, six, seven years in his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Hall of Fame is, looking at his career right now, is questionable if he has the same career from here on out. Right. Um, Tua, he's what, this is this will be his third season? I believe so. Third, fourth, I think it's fourth season. Sure, it might be one of them, one of them, third or four. But 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 um, it's it's still yet to be yet to be seen. But yeah, man, it's like you you are comparing these guys um to Hall of Famers. That's that's still that's still playing. Right. Patrick Mahomes still got a lot of a lot of good football ahead of him. Um, Aaron Rodgers is on the backside of his career, but hell, he's coming off an MVP season. So yeah, um, yeah, this is this is to a third. Yeah, yeah. So he's going into his third. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Um, I yeah. That they they riding for their mans, which is hey, I'm cool. no, This is welcome to the homeboy Hall of Fame, baby. That's all. Uh, that's all I can say about that. Like they they. I mean, and 
I know I I know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're they're trying to give them that boost of confidence as they move forward and all that. I get it. I get it. I get it. But let's let let's rein that shit in, dog. Yeah. You know that that's kind of like, you know, um you know, you uh, you coaching your child and you know your child is is ass, but you like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you like you like Nah, my, hey, listen, why my kid ain't getting no playing time? They the best one on the team. You know what I'm saying? Even though you know, like, uh, like okay? every, every time your child get the ball, you like, uh, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, we'll get him next time, champ. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking saying? About, talking about your, be- your child the best one on the team. This motherfucker worry about, worry about this motherfucking Pokemon tournament. Yeah. After this game is over. Yeah, yeah. He at the end of the bench, bench like yeah. blowing bubbles with his with his chewing gum and shit. He like <laughs> right. doing little finger shit at the end of the bench. Right. He ain't worried <laughs> about your goddamn yeah. basketball. Yeah. We look over there, he got a fidget spinner on the side of his leg and he's right. spamming with that shit and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, man. Right. But um he over there looking like nigga, my daddy forced me into uh, this shit. Yeah. Lamar Jackson reports to training camp. News? Nah, not really. Not really. I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad he I'm glad to see him in training camp. The the main the the main news for him is this contract. He's a but, baller. He's a baller. He wants. But he to doesn't have field. a fucking agent. Right. Well, yeah, that's the right. issue. But but he wants he wants to be out on the field though. He wants to ball. Yeah, he, no, it, he and, no. I'm I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. I'm all for him getting out there and, and going and play ball. I. That that's not the part I'm worried about. It's more so because since he doesn't have an agent, like he's like, look, we'll we'll cover that when it's time. Right. My thing is, like, at some point you gotta kind of I to me, I kinda wish he would have sat out to, uh-huh. to put that pressure on the Ravens. For him for them to get his fucking contract together. Yeah. I thought he was gonna do that during the off season, as he was, you know, as he recovered from, uh, as he recovered and, and everything. But, you know, I mean, he's young. You know, he's enjoying his time off. Yeah. And like you said, he's a baller. So he's like, well, he's like, fuck this. It, yeah. Mandatory camps here. Let me come back a day, or, you know, a day or two early. You know, get in there, show my face, and then get to it. Mm-hmm. And I and I think he just got confidence that the deal's gonna get done. I don't think he's. I, I think. Yeah. I think the the media and the public is more worried about the deal than he is. You know what I'm saying? I, I that's what I just feel. I feel okay. like they're more worried about it. Gives, it, gives, it gives it it gives them the talking point. Yeah, it does. It does. But I, I I'm pretty sure. I I just feel like he knows or he feels like you know this the deal is gonna get done. It's gonna get done. It's gonna be. And we already right. know. Um, we saw we saw what Deshaun Watson got. Um. What do you think, Lamar? What do you think, Lamar Jackson falls at on that spec? Oh, I think he should get the thing. I think if he, can, if, he can, if he can get a fully guaranteed contract, like to that extent, the Ravens need to give it to him. I, I think he should get more. Why? Yeah, because he's proved he's it. League MVP. Yeah, he's, he's MVP. He proved he's proved his worth. Right. He proved and his worth early. Playoffs. He proved his worth right. early. And, um, and and without without him, the Ravens would not. They never they never would have made the playoffs. Right. They wouldn't be in any kind of fucking contention. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, barring 
barring that they had, uh, you know, depending on like who their quarterback was. But if we're just gonna go off the, if we're gonna go off the the depth chart, then yeah, y'all ain't going, y'all y'all wouldn't be nowhere. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He's, and you know, we we talked about this last uh, this past NFL season, and I was saying this throughout the whole season, like. <clears throat> Lamar Jackson is doing too much. He's doing a lot. I can see yep. him telling yep. off, wearing wearing down towards the middle parts end of the year. And that's what happened. Like injuries start, like little knickknacks here and there, and, and injuries like took over. Um, let me ask you all off, off of him real quick, because we well, we did talk about Deshaun Watson. But um for the years that Deshaun Watson was in uh Houston, where would you say that Houston team was talent-wise compared to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Houston actually had a decent. They had a decent squad. They had a damn good defense. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They they had they had players. They actually had. Look, they actually had a AJ Watt. Yeah, they had a team. They had a couple teams. Yeah, they had um, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to jog my memory. JJ, Robbie. I'm, I'm thinking about offense. Oh, offense. So I'm thinking okay. about their. I'm thinking, thinking about their receiving core, because you know you had Deshaun at quarterback. Um, who the fuck was their receiving core outside of? Oh shit, they had a hell of a defense. Come yeah, because yeah, they they had like a top. They had a top tier defense. They had Watt. They had um old boy from Carolina, Javon Clowney, uh, Jadavion mm-hmm. Clowney. Um, yep. They had a couple. Ooh. Um, the offense. Yeah, that's this one. Man. I know Nook. Nook was one. But, um, I can't remember the running back name. They it had was a either Robbie back. Anderson or oh, this receiver escapes my name because I I ended up having to pick him up in fantasy. And like anytime I played him, he he actually got me he got me point. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. It'll come to me. I think that it, it'll come to me. But so what I was getting at was I saw this stat, and um, uh-huh. it showed Mitchell Trubisky and Deshaun Watson, and like throughout their career so far, Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky got a better win win percentage. As far as it like Deshaun Watt, Mitchell Trubisky, it was it was like uh I forgot how many more games, but they kind of played sim- the same amount of games uh-huh. for the most part. And Mitchell Trubisky was you know his he had a better record, and I think they 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 are the same draft class, which was interesting. I was like, yeah. okay, that was an interesting stat. But yeah, back back to Lamar, man. I don't um I don't think he has any worries. I think the uh, uh, everybody else is more worried about. The, um, yeah. the contract to him. Um, I think both. I think both be. him. Yeah, I think both him and the Ravens aren't. They're not necessarily worried, right? Because I know the Ravens aren't worried because because they're more than likely going to franchise him anyway. Yeah, if they can't get a deal done. Right. By, you know, by the by the end of the season. Um, this should get worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, the deal's gonna get done. I don't, it'll I don't. get worked out. Um, I, I'm just, I want to, I hope he's able to be healthy throughout the year, even though they just fucking sent away his, the one wide receiver that they had for him. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's and that's the problem. That is the problem. Um, he, he has to do way too much 
Mm-hmm. That, that's they, what they about to ask. They about to ask him to do way too much again this year. Yeah, that that's what actually gets to him. Um, anything else going on in the NFL? Uh, I I didn't put this in the notes, but I did. Uh, I saw this. I saw this article. Uh, on on this offensive lineman, his name is uh, Laurent Duvernay Gardner, uh, and so he's taking he's taking time off. He's not retiring, but he's taking time off to uh, to pre- to begin his medical res- res- residency. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he and he was a part of he was a part of Kansas City uh, the Super Bowl. So he's a Super Bowl champ. He was part of he was part of that team, and the, but after the Super Bowl, uh, he had opted out. He had opted out to and uh, ended up leaving the team to battle uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, working in uh, Montreal. And then so he was with uh, he was just with the Jets, but I wanted to point that out just on the strength of. Uh, how how we've talked about before how how some some athletes in their careers early or you know they walk away from the game early because of uh you know just because they have you know they have stuff lined up that they're like hey i'm not gonna keep taking this punishment on my body especially for him right. he, you know with him being on the offensive line he's like hey i'm about to take this break get you know get my second my second part of my career lined up and then but pretty much he's like once he once he's done uh once he's done in september with with uh with his residency he'll see where the chips fall if he's back in the league he's back in the league but he's like if he's not back shit i still got something else to fall back on absolutely man listen (laughs) shout out to him um he's thinking about the the long the long term right versus the uh short term because you know the uh NFL is is definitely one of those uh, careers that well, well all all of them you know athletic wise you know it, it's you're, you're one injury away from it being completely over so um you know a lot of them uh you know don't have have you know whatever else to fall back on and he's making sure that you know he has a passion of his or something there that he want he wants to uh, do you know after the uh, season so yeah shout out to him absolutely man. Shout out to him. Um, eh, Brittany Griner news. Um, they have uh, extended her uh, detention for the third time. Uh, I, I don't, it's, at this, this point, dog. I, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what to say. It, all this shit's uh, negotiation. It's all of all the negotiation tech. And I think it I think it's bullshit. Me personally, um, right. when it comes to when it comes to something like this, and mm-hmm. we we have no clue what our government our government is doing to, to assist with it, uh-huh. like everything everything's just uh, everything's on the hush about this shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what we're at like day one seventeen with her being being detained. So. Yeah, one seventeen, one eighteen, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, it's just crazy to. To know that she's gonna be there until July. So, and it's all of, and again, it's all a, a fucking negotiation tactic. Right. 
It is. Um, and I mean, um, you know, the more and more you think about it, the U.S. hands are kind of tied. Because I mean, when when you talk about negotiating or whatever else, I mean, um, you you just can't make Russia give, give her up unless right. I mean unless you go over there and start a war. But you, we we know that's not gonna happen. You're not gonna start a war over Brittany Griner. You're not gonna just invade the country, you know, to rescue Brittany Griner. So, you know, this is way beyond me and you and anyone else that you know. Um, that's not, you know, I guess in in the particular offices. But what is a negotiating piece? We, I mean, we have to think about that. You know, I'm, yeah. I, I, and I, yeah, I don't we, know. I mean, that's, last, we discussed last episode uh, of what of who they're trying to get. Yeah, we discussed last episode on, right. on that. But uh, yeah. I mean, like outside of outside of the merchant of death, like like you said, what's what negotiation piece? do we have right to get Brittany Griner? And what do you offer? I mean, because you, right. you know there's some things that are completely 100% off the table. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know what to say, man. Um, I, you know, hope, hopefully, uh, you know, they, something can happen. We yeah. she can get home safe and uh, soon. Although the shit that I see on, I hate I hate going on Twitter. I love going on Twitter, but I hate going on Twitter. And like when I pull up these articles and then start reading like the comment section, mm -hmm. like the shit that people have to say, I was like, people people don't put themselves in in like they don't think about putting themselves in that in, in her shoes and like what if it was you, right? You know. <clears throat> Her shoes like, and then yeah, we're not the finna, people that are trying to negotiate for her. Like you gotta, yeah, both also. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, like we're not finna, we're, we're not finna, you know, like you said, they're, they're not gonna move mountains to fucking get her back. But like, I'm sure somebody, somebody, prayerfully, somebody's doing something. Right. And trying, you know, in trying to figure out what, what's the proper negotiating piece to get her back, so to speak. I just hate that. I. Honestly, I hate that we talk about this shit like like we're like it's a fucking like it's two basketball teams, two football teams, you know, professional teams like trading for players and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's the but, sad part. Because but here we are. Look, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, on Phoenix Suns. So good old good old Phoenix Suns drama. Arizona or Phoenix or. Right. So as if Phoenix, as if uh, the Suns have been, you know, they've been keeping, keeping their, keeping their business on the low since, uh, excuse me, since, since the investigation back in November. Uh -huh. But uh, Melissa Bender, I don't want to fuck her last name up because it's, let's just say we're going to say she's from Europe. <laughs> Okay. Looking at this last name, but so she sent the she sent the resignation email on uh, back in May uh, to to sixteen members of their ownership group, pretty much uh, pretty much trying to challenge them on fixing what what's deemed to be a toxic and misogynistic misogynistic workplace. 
and that was part of the that was what that investigation back in November was when it came to Robert Sarver. Um, she listed uh, a few things as far as uh, as far as what what she felt were was you know um, igniting this type of this type of work environment okay. from from the fact that uh, just like conflicts of interest were to cherry pick deals. Uh, cherry picking deals as far as to to revise sweet leases, uh, sweet leases in terms to line, line uh, people's pockets or you know line their own pockets and shit like that. Uh, dealing with HR, and, you know, alleging you know, uh, as far as like HR being hard to work with and and just you know nu- numerous uh, numerous things. She's been with she's been with the Sun since August of 2007 as a senior senior premier experience manager pretty much and her role is uh her responsibilities is is to help generate revenue from their high level clients like with a position like that and and you you're having to <clears throat> make these deals and stuff like i between that and then like the sexual harassment and all that shit going on like mm-hmm. i i I understand, like at least from what she's putting out, I I understand why she's resigning, and I'm I'm wonder I wonder will we hear any more, like will anybody else like say something outside of her, right? Because you know once you know it's like once <clears throat> once the ball gets moving and Theme starts to pick up. That's when people seem to jump on. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. I've experienced this. Oh, I've experienced that. Like, yep. which I down effect. Yep. All, <clears throat> everybody comes out the fucking woodworks. Yeah. But I thought that was, I thought it was interesting because of the fact that that the NBA had they had already done an investigation on Robert Sarver. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And now. She, you know, with her resigning and actually bringing it, bringing it out more, you know, a little bit more to the public. I wonder what what's going to happen next. Yeah, um, it, it, it interesting. It'll, you know what? I, I I think this might be one of the last times we hear about it because they'll probably do some kind of sweeping on the rug in a settlement or something else. So, I yeah, I don't I don't think we'll we'll hear that much about it anymore. It'd be one of them like. Whatever happened with you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, because to be honest, and, and 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 as you as you say it now, completely forgot about their investigation on, mm-hmm. on the thing. Like I knew it happened, but of course to bring to bring it back to light. It, but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't realize like that shit was just last year, right? Like all the cowboy shit that just came out. Oh, yeah, disappeared like completely. Like yeah. That, because they actually, because they focus on the damn, they focus on Washington now. Yeah. Because they trying to get, they trying to get Dan Snyder out the paint. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be probably last. We won't hear about it no more. Um. Let me see. Uh. Well. Um. We got in. Oh. 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 Well, I guess we can talk about this, this, this Steph and Clay after the finals, man. Let's go oh. and get to the finals. Now, unless you got something else NBA wise. No. Uh, okay. Shit, there ain't nothing but the finals. 
<laughs> Ain't nothing but the finals. Last night when we left last week, it was it was tied up one one. You damn and right. Now it is now three two Golden State, which is crazy. Wow. I mean, wow. We yeah Wednesday they played that night. Mm-hmm. Then they played Friday, right? Then mm-hmm. they played Monday. Yep. Monday. Yep. Yep. First of all, first of all, the way these games are lining up, fuck me all up because I. I just knew it was a game on Sunday and then got, got to the TV and was like, huh, there's, there's no game on Sunday. Right. I was disappointed. <laughs> but uh, let me see. Game three. Game three. Uh, Golden State fucking pours it on in the third. Uh-huh. But then the Celtics pour it on in the fourth. Right. They come back and win. Um, and Steph ends up getting injured late in that game. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> oh, don't do that. But Celtics pulled that one off. Game four, forty-three. Uh, and the damn Celtics struggle due to turnovers, which I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna get to that in a sec. Uh. Game five, game five was nuts because fucking Steph, Steph was it looked like he was in a slump. And fuck, of all the heroes that you could pull out from Golden State, Andrew Wiggins. But I feel like Andrew Wiggins has been the second best player. Uh, well, he's been the second best player uh, for Golden State. Yeah, without a doubt. Give him, I would give him third or fourth throughout the entire, throughout both teams. Not a doubt. But what's been killing, like, I just did a quick overview and I'll let you, I'll let you expand on, on what you've seen. But the one thing that's, that's caught my eye throughout the entire, throughout these finals is the amount of fucking turnovers that the Celtics, that the Celtics have. Fucking, uh, Jason Tatum got ninety, got ninety-five turnovers by himself. Entire playoff. Shame. That's a shame. And then this. Uh oh. That's it. No, we good. I, I... Okay. Like we having problems, but it's like going in and out, but yeah. In and out. We good. We good. Keep the thing rolling. But yeah, turnovers is fucking killing. That's what's killing the Celtics. Like, even though, even if, even if it's a close game, it's like, and I, and I've seen where, like, if you let Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown drive to the basket, they get, the closer they get to the basket, the more out of control they get. Mm. Mm. Um, so I'm with you. Turnovers and then bad shot selection. When once they start once they start being that Boston team that we see that has like bad stretches, mm-hmm. the shot selection gets terrible. Whether it's um somebody taking a bad shot or the people taking the shot that probably shouldn't be taking a shot at that point in time. Like there's a lot of times like I I'm looking at Marcus Smart 
shooting, like taking shots that he shouldn't be taking or shooting at times. Like, I, I don't think there there's two times that the Celtics should run, run, you know, have an offensive set ran or play or whatever else that Tatum or Brown don't touch the ball. And that happens too often. Like way it happens, long. it happens way too often when like, you know, um, where, where they'll get into Marcus Smart will get into a one-on-one -on -one ball mode, um, you know, want to, you know, jack up a three or do this or that. And it happens at those critical, crucial times, you know, when they are, the game is close, mm -hmm. but it's crucial parts of the game. They're like, okay. Um, and, and for, let's see, game, what was it? Three? No, it was game four. But Steph had the uh, 43. Yeah. Um, Golden State had went in a slump. And the Celtics had went in a slump too. Yeah. But uh, the Celtics, uh, Golden State was up three points. But they were both in a slump. They were both, you know, shooting, taking bad shots, turning the mm -hmm. ball over. But you can't expect Golden State to just stay in a slump like that. That And the, the thing about Boston's slump was it was three three times, four times consecutive down the court yeah. that Marcus Smart took a three-pointer. Oh, yeah. I remember I remember you texting yeah. in the group chat about it. And then the fourth or fifth time, Al Horford. And I'm like, yep. why in the fuck Tatum and Brown are not touching the ball? Like, they're, like the, the offense should be ran through them. At least get them a touch. You know, if they're doubled or, you know, understandably, Marcus Smart may have had an open shot or, or had to get a shot or whatever else. But I, I would rather... The ball in Tatum or Brown's hands when they I need to get a shot up at least two three of those those times like you and Golden State are going back and forth missing shots in a slump right you know Golden and Steph was already shooting he was hot you know what I'm saying they just bogged down a little bit you can't expect Golden State to continue on like that and then the sure shit. enough he got talking shit to the crowd and sure enough um they hit a, you know, a Golden State hit a couple baskets and they say, you know, it's an eight point game, nine point game, yep. and it's a 13 point game. And it's like, <laughs> I said, I said, I said, yo, this is over. This game is over. Yeah. And, yeah. and right then and there, I felt like the series was over. Series, yeah. I said, like, is Golden State is, they're not playing all that well, but this is a team that you just can't give that many opportunities to. Right. And they give them that life because they played, they play like ass. That that whole game besides Steph, and you gave them that that like battering it back to just you know take that game, tie it up, and then we see what happened in Game Five to where Steph didn't have a good game, but you know everybody the, else everybody else stepped up exactly where they right. needed to. Draymond wasn't Draymond wasn't doing all that bullshit he had been doing it in the first couple of games. Nope, damn. Jordan Poole did what he needed to do when he got in. Mm -hmm. Gabe Payton the second came in and did his part. Right. Andrew Wiggins stepped up. He stepped up major. Yeah. And the thing about Andrew Wiggins is it wasn't even a point. It's the rebounds, mm -hmm. like the, the timely rebounds that he's been grabbing mm -hmm. in the in these last it, actually these last three games. Yeah, and the defense he's been playing too. Yes. It, yep. But like you, he's been killing yeah. it. You know um. And I just think Boston let game four get away from them. And I don't, I don't think you can give Golden State games. And from that point, like I said, I, I felt like the series was over. Um, just because 
um, we historically through these playoffs, we've seen um, Golden State go into a closeout game and uh, get the ass handed to them. Right. We saw it in Denver. We saw it against Memphis. Memphis. In Memphis, yep. they lost by like 55, right? Yep. And then, you know, so right back in handed yeah. ass. But I don't, I don't know if that happens. I think it's just, I don't know. It, it I don't I think that happens this game. This you game. Know I, you know what I noticed in, in game five? Motherfuckers is tired. Yeah. Like you saw both teams couldn't, couldn't throw a goddamn nickel in the ocean in the beginning of the game. Nope. Well, Golden State was actually about, I thought they was about to run Boston out the gym. I thought they were too, yeah, but then, Boston, yeah. But then Boston find like once they got, you know, a shot. Once one person got a shot to drop, that's when, mm-hmm. that's when the game started flowing for, on both sides. But like in them, them first couple minutes, I was yeah. like, God damn! Yeah. Like, is anybody gonna hit some? Well, they didn't. I don't think they hit a, a three pointer in the first half. Cause I know in the third, then the third mm-hmm. they hit like eight straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to, to take a lead. Yep, and I think that was the yeah. So I think they they didn't hit their first three until like after halftime. So yeah, uh, man, I just like I just think you know Boston's a young team, which they they are, but I mean they do have veterans veteran experience, but not the veterans yeah. there that that's I guess need to win a finals that you know that you could say a go to state has, right. and um I just think like the. For, for the most part, they are in these games. Like, you can look at a couple of these games and say, this game should have been Boston. This game should have been Boston. They let some games get away, but they just... And they I think I, I, think I said this... They could Yeah, I think I said this before the series start. Boston just has too many stretches to where they are not playing good. And I think I, I, think I used the phrase, Boston will be Boston at times. They will play some bad ball and yep, they yep, they've yep. done that they did that so and much it, against Miami majority of the time it's been the third quarter yeah they dropped the ball they dropped the mm-hmm. ball except for except for game five but mm-hmm. every other game has been the third quarter where they've dropped the ball yeah you're right I I agree with you 100 I agree with you 100 man oh deep they they was I know I seen the question that popped that was up they was like uh what can Boston do to force a game seven? Fucking turnovers. Yeah. So, uh, stop turning the fucking ball over. Let, let's yeah. start there. And and a lot of them are unforced turnovers. I think a lot of them are, are bad plays. Bad. Yeah, passes. they're just bad. Yeah, yeah. bad passes. Yeah. Um. So, do you think do you think it goes seven? Uh, I think. I think Golden State closes it out. I, even though I did say Golden State in seven, the way the way that these games have been turning out and the way that Boston looked this previous game, uh-huh. how tired they look, I think I think Golden State fucks around and closes closes it out in Boston uh, tomorrow. Yeah, I, I I I feel the same way. I don't think. Uh, Boston has done anything to make, you know, to change my mind on that. Like, d- just like, they, these, these last two games, man, they just had, like, they've looked good at, at you know, at a, a lot of times, 
But then they just look, when they look bad, they just look too bad. And right. it's at the wrong times. It's at the, like the crucial clutch times. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it, yeah, man, like, uh And yeah, yeah, man, and, and you just can't, like you, you let, you let game four get away from you. And then the best player on the floor has a terrible game in game five and you somehow find a way to lose that game. You lose it to everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I would rather live with the, man, we're gonna let Steph cook us and let everybody else work for it. Right, right. Instead of, oh, he gonna have a bad game, but we gonna let, uh, Wig now people are starting to whisper, I don't know, uh, Wiggins might have a shot at this MVP, the final MVP, I, I, which, I which I don't think so, but, People are, you know, people are whispering because he's he's been a very constant, consistent, you know, yeah. guy in in the finals. You know, I'm so like Steph, Steph been lighting it up. He yeah, minus minus game five, Steph been lighting it up. Absolutely, he's been, he's been damn near thirty points a game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, that that's I, I don't have any more on this man. I I don't think nah. that uh I don't think Boston got the gas man. I would love to see game seven. Yeah. We're going to take all game. Um, and, and and if we do, and Boston somehow manages to pull it out, that is, uh, I think that's that's a that's that's a moment that we'll have to look back at and be like, you know, um, depending on what, who, who, who is the person that does it, whether it's Tatum have a good game or Brown has a good game. Because right now, um, looking at this, I know Tatum is, Tatum is one of those guys, but uh, we don't we don't talk about Jalen Brown enough, right? Jalen Brown ain't but, you know they both like it's like they both disappeared. They both they both have their moments where they just right. up and disappear, right? For and I think for Jalen Brown this is the third quarter. For Jason J for Jason Tatum it's the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then Marcus Smart just starts doing like, uh, yeah. But um, I, outside of that, and I, I tweeted this. Uh, I think it was last night or the, day, the other day. Um, officiating man is making it hard to enjoy these playoffs, especially the finals. It's making it hard to enjoy it. I felt that way against the Miami in, in the Miami series. Um, not so much when. Uh, Golden State and Dallas played because it, it was just it, it was too big of a gap. You know, when you have teams yeah. that are that are like close to each other talent wise and playing wise, and you have and the referees are a big deciding factor in a lot of these games. It, it just like takes something out of it. And um, I'm not a Boston guy. I'm not a Golden State guy. But a lot of these calls, man, is is so like lopsided. Like I. Oh, I just like I don't know what to say, and you know it. it for for people that that play basketball or know the game, the ref can determine an outcome, whether it's through the calls they make or through the calls they don't make, or to build onto that, the calls that they do make can take the wind out of a lot of yourself. Like you can get mm -hmm. three or four calls against you. And next thing you know, you're like Marcus Smart. You're like, oh my, you know what I'm saying? His whole attitude of body language changed. They gave him a call yeah. where Poole clearly flopped. 
you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Call against him where Poole clearly flopped, you know, and and that was I think that was like a three or four I think three or four calls like back to back to back to back to back against Boston. And I think three of them was against Marcus Smart. Right. You know, so um, yeah, the the Gary Payton tripped himself, and they call it a shooting yeah, foul. Yeah, I, I saw I saw that. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's a lot of calls like that that just you know, and it's it's interesting. You know, they added the um, rule in there to where you can challenge the call, and these players are like telling the coach to challenge it, and the coach is like, you know what I'm saying? Because they know I get one challenge. If I lose right. a challenge, I ain't got, I, yeah, I ain't there's, got there's, one. there's no way that Udoka does not lose that that challenge. If he challenges that call, the the, the Peyton trip, he don't lose that call. But he's you can understand where a coach is like scared to. Okay, I might need this timeout, or I might need this challenge right. in a crucial right. part of the game going on. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't. I, the challenge has it's is is useful. It changed a lot, but I I don't know, man. I like I said, I just think a, a lot of these. I feel like they. I feel like they may need to do one per one per half. They do. Give right? them two challenges. Nah, they only got one. They got For a full one. game. Full game. Oh wow! I thought it was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why. That's why. That's why you don't see them use it until late in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah, man. It's like you just have to. Like I, I don't know, man. Like I hate to see the referees. Uh, <laughs> you know, determine the outcome of a game. Right. It's. I don't know. I. I just. It's just bad. It looks bad. It makes the game less enjoyable to me. Right. I, I'm like, between that, then, of course, having to go check the score, go to the scores table and check every damn call. You know, or I know you want it. I know you're trying to make, get the calls right. Uh-huh. I'm like, God damn, some of these calls, bro. I'd be like, ugh. And we just, just let yeah. the foul be a foul and, and keep it moving. Right. But. Yeah. Um. So, Katie and Steph, man, it's a lot of uh, talk, talking about um, good old legacy. Talk. The legacy does Kate does does Katie take a step back? Does Steph pass him? Um, does this does this say more about Steph than KD? And honestly, I don't think any of it applies. I don't I don't understand the talk. Um, and I think a lot of this comes from you know the Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smiths. You know um, the the comparisons. I don't even know why yeah. we're talking about KD because he's not in the in the playoffs right now. You know they're out. Um, you know, does KD wish he would have never left Golden State? Yeah, <laughs> he probably yeah he's probably happy where he's at. Um, his he hasn't had the luxury of having a fully healthy team to you yeah. know to, uh, any of the seasons he's been there. Um, you know, and he, even you know. I don't know. I, I just I don't get it, man. I, I don't. I guess you know, like you said earlier, the people have to have something to talk about, and this is one of those things. Um, um, I I still think, um, for me, uh, KD is still an overall better player than Steph. Um, yeah. I think Steph has had the luxury of being in a better system throughout his whole career and having mm-hmm. better uh, surrounding supporting cast than KD. Um, not not saying that you know at, at the time where KD was in OKC, um, he had a young Russ, he had a young Harden. They they was they wasn't mature yet, 
And you, you can kind of say the same about, you know, uh, you know, um, um, Steph, Clay, and yeah. Draymond. But but I, I put that I put that them. on the yeah I put that yeah. on the organ like right. for that I put I give props to the organization. That just mm-hmm. means that the, those two organizations knew what the hell they were doing right. when it came to putting the team together. Mm-hmm. They were able to draft well and, and draft these pieces that ended up working out. Mm-hmm. Like granted, you, of course we know in the beginning, damn Steph didn't, you know his health. Look right. like it was gonna plague him majority of his career until until he got but once he got that under control, then you bring in Clay, bring in Draymond, and you see that it, it ends up working out well. And then right. as they grow together, they got they got better. They ended up winning championship. Now you go you go to OKC, they draft they draft KD, they draft Russell, Harden, Ibaka. <laughs> like they did well. It was just the fact that. The, the only difference between Golden State and OKC is that OKC wasn't wasn't willing to go into that luxury tax to keep that team. So that, had, they, had yep. they had done that, I think it would we be we be talking about a different story. Yeah. So I, I I'm with you right there. I'm with you. And then I also think that um, Steph is undoubtedly the the guy on that Golden State team, go to guy. Yeah. He is the top dog. Um. You have and in OKC, you have, I think for most of the part, you can say there was three guys kind of well Harden Harden got traded. Yeah, you know, but for the most part, those three guys were kind of like top dog, top, top, you know, um, I guess alphas if you want to say. Um, even though we'll recognize and we'll say KD was the man anyway, but right, you know, KD wins the MVP. Mm-hmm. Russ wins the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Harden wins the MVP. Yep. That's hard to keep three players on the same team that are league MVP caliber type players. Somebody has to take a back seat. Somebody has to take less money. You know what I'm saying? Um, do I think that if you split play Steph and Draymond up, Clay and Draymond win MVPs? Not a chance. Not a chance. So that team... That, to me, that Golden State team just perfect pieces. They and, and, it, yeah. and, it, and it welds together. It, it just like blends together because there's no like there's no um, animosity, no egos, none of that stuff. And it's hard to get. Like I said, I think it's hard to get three guys that can go out and win the MVP. Get them right. to any of them to take a backseat. The only time we've seen that is with no. I can't even say that with Miami. Can't say that with Miami because. Wayne Wade and he and Chris Bosch that like no it, it was LeBron he was the guy right LeBron is not the top guy they don't win so yeah um I'm just tired of the how will this affect a legacy because yeah, like I said if if all if if your super if LeBron and hell if LeBron chose to if he chose to stop playing when he won in damn Cleveland his legacy was sealed yeah absolutely his legacy right. had been sealed. You're absolutely right. KD's KD's legacy is sealed. Regardless mm-hmm. of how you how you want to look at it, his legacy is sealed. Right. Steph's legacy is sealed. Like all these all these players' legacies are sealed. At this uh-huh. point, they're just adding on. They're adding on to their legacy. Yep. That's just about it. Put a little icing on the cake. That's it. That's it. Like like that's why I'm like shit like that pisses me off. 
because I'm like, why why is this even a topic? Because Absolutely. I, yeah. Because they we we've seen them we've seen them win. Right. Point and, and, period. Yeah. And why is KD's legacy even a question right now when he's not even playing ball? Like he has nothing to do with Golden State Warriors right now. It's only because his his championship came with Golden State. That's it. But my thing is uh, again, all, everybody that slandered KD about go, going to Golden State had he had went to your damn favorite team, you you wouldn't have none of that shit. You wouldn't be oh, saying absolutely, none of that absolutely, shit. absolutely. That's why I was like, I, and again, it's like it's like when you playing pickup and you just took an L, and one of the dudes from the winning team loses, and they ask you to come on the squad. Bet, let's go. Yeah, because they've been busting my ass all day. So yeah, let me get on this damn winning squad. I seen how they've been playing all game. I can fit right in and do my thing. And let me get me a dub or two before I go. You know, before I leave the gym for the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we we got a a, a new one here. Well, not really new, but uh, I post I I text you that I wanted to say. Uh, I guess we can go because you know. The talk is that this Golden State team is not, you know, Steph ain't getting that much help, and I'm I'm not looking up because I think he's getting enough help. This team just ain't as good as the other Golden State teams we have. Right. But, but I was like, well, I tried to think about it across sports, and it was hard. Um, football is hard because football, um, you never really seen like that one player that's yeah. just having a hell of a game. In the, in the Super Bowl, but the rest of the team is just, like, he's carrying the whole team. Right. It, it doesn't work that way in, yeah. in football. Um, baseball is hard because, you know, through a seven-game series where, I mean, it, it, you can be hitting home runs, but the pitching is terrible, and your team right. is losing. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, right. Hockey, eh. So ba- basketball was probably the one that, you know, I probably got the most examples from, and I just narrowed it down to three. You yeah. know, but... um. I posed, you know, I said, hey, let's, let's uh, pick our three worst, you know, supporting cast that we've seen in any uh, championship <laughs> in the series. I already know. We, I'm sure I, I already know one team that's top tier, number one, off rip. All right, well, let, let's start from the bottom then. Who, who, who's your third? Uh, My third, I got the 2018 Cavs. Mm. That team was, so it was LeBron, Kevin Love, George Hill, J.R. Smith, and Kyle Corbin. Ooh, I didn't even, you know what? I don't know why I was, yeah, because Kyrie was gone. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. What's, what's the stats look like in the finals? Uh, Did you? I had, the, I had the article pulled up early. I, I'm, I'm a, uh, that's, that's a good, let me, Cause what Cause I, the article that I pulled it from. Yeah, um, and that was so, the 2018. Yep, 2018 Cavs. That team, like I said, that team. Cause that might be, yeah, that might okay, be yeah. one of them right there. So might... they lost to the Warriors in, in yeah. the finals, and LeBron snuck one out. He he, he stole the but, game. So LeBron averaged 34, Kevin Love averaged, LeBron averaged 34, 99, Kevin Love averaged 15, 10, and two. Okay, not as bad as I would think. Uh, After that, it probably gets bleak. Yeah, George Hill, nine, two, and two. JR, nine, three, and one. Kyle Corbett, mm. eight, 
State two and two. Mm. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that should have made mine. But uh, I mean, like you look at that team, and it's still a decent. It's a decent squad, right? As far at least their their starting squad. But it, of course, LeBron had to carry. He had to carry the load. Um, and they that was, they ran into they ran into that buzzsaw of Golden State. Yeah. So that's that's definitely um a three. That that is that that's definitely what would actually that would knock this one out that I have. Um I have the uh I think it's the 2007 2000 either 2006 or 2007. Let's see. This is the uh 2006 Miami Finals. Miami Miami Heat, my bad. Miami Heat. Yeah, the that that series Dwayne Wade went crazy and they was giving him all them foul calls. He was shooting like 20 free throws a game. Oh, shit. Um, but uh, he averaged throughout that series, he averaged 34 points. Um, the next closest player was uh, Antoine Walker, who averaged 13 and Shaq averaged 13. Everybody else on that team, um, no one else averaged over eight points. But <laughs> that, that Cavs team and, and Hines, well, looking at it, I mean, that Cavs team outside of you know, Kevin Love was a lot worse than this. Um, right. This team right here is full of Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. but they are well past their prime, and they wasn't relevant. Because when you look at the team, you would think, okay, I got Jason Williams. For those of y'all don't know, White Chocolate, yep. Antoine Walker, um, Gary Payton, Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning, um, Shannon Anderson had, was a decent you know, service man, utility man, six man in Utah. Um, uh, James Posey was uh, a decent player in Boston. Um, this team is not a name wise. It's not a bad looking team, but right guys were like I said outside. You know, outside of their 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 heydays. And when you got you know Udonis Haslam uh, averaging thirty minutes a game, and he's one of the uh, well, he was averaging six six points a game, so that one. I mean, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, but but yeah, just those names alone, man. Antoine Walker, uh, Antoine Walker. He was well O'Neal, beyond his prime. Morning, uh, even Jason Capono was a shooter. Yeah, but he went. But yeah, so Capono. But had I, I mean, had I dig dug more into it, I would I would have moved this team out and put that Cavs team in there. Yeah. Who's your number two? The two thousand seven Cavs. <laughs> okay. That one that one consisted of LeBron, Big Z, uh Big Z, Drew uh Drew Gooden, Larry Hughes, and Anderson Barajal. That okay, was the, that was the lineup. I gotta see who your number one is then. Okay. Oh you are but don't, don't worry, hold on. I, I'll tell you no, my number no. two. My number two. But yeah, but uh actually you know what? Cause that that was a team with Booby Mile, uh, Booby Mile, Booby Gibson, <laughs> and all them boys, and LeBron still carried that team to the fucking finals. Yeah. Um. Uh. That my my number two team was the um. Ooh we. Philadelphia 76ers. The old one team. Mm-hmm. Um AI. That's my number one team. Okay, yeah. So I was uh, inverted then. I was inverted. AI okay. uh 35. The next closest player was K 
Kimbe Mutombo at 16, and Kevin Snow at 12. Everybody else is under eight points a game. And that eight yeah. point a game was Aaron McKee. They, yeah, they had AI. Yeah, AI, Aaron McKee, uh, uh, Mutombo, uh, Eric Snow, and Tyrone Hill. Yeah. Roger Bell. And, and, uh, Roger Bell, uh, Matt Geiger. Matt Geiger, George Lynch was a decent service man. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, hell, they did enough to make it to the finals, but. Right. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that team was purely AI and AI alone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I guess we don't really have to talk about the number ones then, because, I mean, that was your number one. Well, that okay. was your number one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the Cavs was my number one. So, yeah, I mean, um, but, I mean, like I the, guess we can talk and, about them and, and how and we And, like, feel. the article... Go ahead. But like the article article I pulled up, like some of the teams that they listed, like I said, the article. So the article I pulled up, like some of the teams that they listed, like the 2000 Pacers that they, and Mark, Mark Jackson. Uh, the 2002 and 2003 Nets. Uh-huh. With J-Kid, K-Mart, uh, Keith Van Horn, Kerry Kittles, and yeah. Lucius Harris. Lush, Lucius <laughs> Harris. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, some of these teams, man, you look at them, I'm like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, did a, they did a breakdown, and, like, hell, they had... They had... George, uh, the 98 Bulls, 97 and the 98 Bulls as like the lowest scoring supporting, the lowest uh, with the lowest scoring supporting cast hmm. throughout the playoffs. I was like, damn. Interesting. Interesting. I, I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean, well, I guess scoring wise, I mean, you can't. Yeah, just, we, we're just talking yeah. about, we're just talking yeah. about scoring wise, it, but like, but like you, of course, you look at those Jordan teams. Like they, shit, right. they was like they was locking step by the time the postseason came, though. Mm-hmm. Especially those those that '97 and '98 team. Right. But yeah, like some of the teams that they listed, I was just like, I was looking at them like, man, you wouldn't even you wouldn't think about some of those teams because like even that Pacers team, that 2000 Pacers team, like was an actually legit team. Mm-hmm. They, just got the ass kicked and they just ended up getting the ass kicked by the Lakers in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what it was. It just, yeah. Like they couldn't stop him. They couldn't stop the onslaught. Um, you want to do this uh black black uh athlete? Of course. You know, I you know I got mine in, in the queue. So I think I got two today. Oh, hold on, yeah. So my uh my black history athlete, Mr. Kurt Flood, center fielder. Uh he was a center fielder for the Cincinnati what was then called the Cincinnati Red Legs, but <laughs> Cincinnati Reds, St. Louis Cardinals, and the Washington Sen- Senators, which is now known as the Texas Rangers. He's a three uh three-time all-star. Uh set one the Won a golden uh, was a golden glove winner seven times seven times in a row, and batted over three hundred six seasons in a row. Uh, 
but his what made him uh the reason why i picked him he was pretty much a pivotal uh figure when it came to labor talks uh-huh. so back in 69 he refused to trade uh he refused to trade after the season was over he ended up trying to, he ended up you know appealing it at the uh you know he appealed his case to the US Supreme Court but of course was unsuccessful but he's the reason he's the you know he pretty much paved the way for what we have you know as modern day free agency throughout right. all professional sports not just baseball but throughout all prof- professional sports okay uh, so i wanted to tip my cap to Mr. Kurt Flood shout out to Kurt Flood <laughs> Um, so I got Cincinnati Red Legs. Red Legs. <laughs> so I got two guys today. Um, okay, and they're, they're in tandem. Um, Mr. Tommy Smith and John Carlos from the nineteen uh, sixty-eight uh, Winter Olympic. Well, black. Well, nineteen sixty-eight Olympics in Mexico. Um, yeah. on the morning of uh, nineteen sixty-eight, U.S. athletes Tommy Smith. Uh, he won the uh, 200 meter race with the world record time of 19.83 seconds. Imagine that now. Imagine running 19.83 now. <laughs> last place. Um, <laughs> last place. But uh, yeah, Australia. Uh, Peter Norman. He he won uh, second, and then third was uh, John Carlos. Um, after the race was completed, the three went to the podium to receive their medals. Um, the two athletes, John Carlos and Tommy Smith. They both uh, decided to wear, uh, remove their shoes, wear black socks, and that represented uh, poverty. Smith wore a black scarf around his neck that represented black pride. Carlos had his uh, track suit top unzipped to show solidarity with all blue collar workers in the US and wore a necklace of beads, which he described were for those individuals that were lynched or killed that had no one to say a prayer for them um, that were hung and tarred. Um, they also, you know, of course, raised their uh, hand you know, they both had uh, black gloves on and, and lowered their head as they faced the uh, um, U.S. flag while the national anthem was played. They did that throughout the um, entirety of the song. Um, of course, that wasn't liked. It was uh, viewed as a sign of disrespect. Um, they ultimately got banded from uh, from the Olympic Village after, uh, well, the... Uh, they put pressure to have the guys suspended. The U.S. track team said, no, we're not going to suspend them. Um, they said, well, if you don't suspend them, then we'll suspend the whole track team. So then the U.S. you know, Olympics decided to suspend them, and which unfortunately led to them being ban- banned from Olympic Village. Um, one of the interesting things I, I uh, found in here that I was reading um, – they talked about Brent Musburger. And I'm like, wow, okay, Brent Musburger. Um, he has some interesting comments about um them. He said uh they were a couple black skinned stormtroopers who were ign- ig- ignorant, juvenile, and unimaginative. Huh. Brent Musburger. That's how you really feel, Brent. Yeah. Um and those in no sports commentary, you know, and everything, you know, you should know who Brent Musburger is. Um, 
which is interesting. Um, he's gone on to supposedly um, apologize, which both athletes said they've never heard an apology from him and they really right. don't care right. too much about it now, you know, but um, yeah, um, I found that, that part, that Brent Musburger part interesting. But yeah, um, John Carlos uh, and Tommy Smith, the two black guys that uh, raised the, uh, the fist, they both had, you know, they, I think only one of them had a pair of gloves and they like shared the gloves. Yeah. So one one had the right, one had the left, you know, raised the fist. But um, that's a prominent moment in, in our uh, African-American history. Absolutely. So shout out to those. Man, um, yeah, those are my guys. That's what I got. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you, of course, everybody knows what time it is. <laughs> and ho! Play some traveling music. Everybody's going downtown on the A train. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh, appreciate everybody coming out and enjoying this episode. Uh, of course, like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Hey, we appreciate y'all, man. That, I mean, that's all I got. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Everybody, appreciate you, my guy. Like, like Smurf said, like, share, subscribe. Um, and once again, happy Father's Day to all the uh, fathers out there. Um, and also, um, one alibi, I do want to congratulate Tiger Woods. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on reaching the Billy, on Billy, third third uh, athlete yep. to reach a Billy. That list is crazy to me of these athletes that got a Billy because I'm what I like. I'm like, well, where the hell is Magic and all the other players? But yeah, I mean, but that's that's for another day. But um, congratulations to Tiger Woods for reaching yeah, that man. milestone. Um, Look, and to, and to have a divorce and give away that much money and still, yeah, still reach a, a bill. Yeah. yeah, might and hey, same thing with Jordan because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan probably still paying one neither, maybe. But um, well, yeah, of course, you know, you know, them kids, you know, them kids getting something. I mean, why? Uh, yeah. I can say, but but like, his, I know his, I know Jordan's daughter is like, she's, uh, she has a position. Uh, in Jordan, like yeah. he's like and, well, uh, his his son too, but all his sons, and then uh, yeah. the, the oldest Marcus, he he owns a trophy room. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, all, yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they made sure. Well, of course he made sure that they were going to be able to be a part of that. But then they were like, "Fuck it, I'd rather work." Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be a part of it, and, you know, this is the family name, then might as well be Absolutely. in it and and keep it keep it going, keep the legacy going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout once again, shout out to Tiger Woods. Um, oh, yeah. and and uh, early happy Father's Day to to all the fathers out there. Um, speaking of that, um, male listeners, man, I'm I'm trying to put together. Uh, um, I'm going to call it. I think think it's going to be called um a King's Retreat. Going to be kind of like a wellness getaway, man. Um, okay. try to do it yearly. Start that next year, probably next like September. Um, I think the first location will probably be. Like the Virgin Islands, no one needs a passport to get there. U.S. territory, but it'll be for the guys, man. Just you know, bunch of guys, good guys get together, man. Old, yeah. young, everybody got to be over twenty-one though. I'm still working out the logistics that though. But yeah, yeah, we we don't, we gonna make that happen, man. Just get get guys together, man, and just have fun and you know do some shit. But um, more to come on that, more to come on that. But um, yeah, man, appreciate the support, everybody that, that rocks with us and uh. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I got, man. I don't got nothing else, man. Hey, we out. Oh, dear summer. Um, what are we gonna do, man? All right, tip. We do tip. <laughs> and with Jay and tip. Oh man. All right, y'all. We out. Peace.